track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's on the I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, drop it. You're new to Dirty War on the North South Connection Podcast Network. The test theme is our theme of choice, and also Bill Simmons, apparently, who wants him back <laughs> to death for a decade. But um, so be it. We Me too, are... bro. Me too. <laughs> we are here on Dirty War, the nerdiest podcast by far on the North South Connection Podcast Network, but we're excited to deliver it to you in audio and video format. Most of our content is simulcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, welcome in. You can subscribe, leave a comment, or if you're listening on any podcast application and you want to see Marcus's sexy biceps and awesome hair, you can watch us on YouTube. See us there. Why not? You can see why me and many others have a crush on them. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in to this episode, and uh, we are continuing through our season of 2018-19 WWE, Marcus. But uh, before we get to that, let's explain the concept. So what we're doing is watching every Dirty pay-per-view of all time in a seasonal format. And when I say season, it means we start with the pay-per-view following WrestleMania in any given calendar year. And we're going to end with WrestleMania the following calendar year. So this season began with the first pay-per-view following WrestleMania, which I believe was Extreme Rules. Oh, no, Crown Jewel. Uh, Crown Jewel. The Crown Jewel. Uh, Greatest Royal Greatest Rumble. Rumble. Greatest Royal Rumble. This is how forgettable this is. <laughs> Greatest Royal Rumble 2018. And we're going to end with WrestleMania 35. Um, so that's what the season looks like. We're going through a bunch of seasons. Uh, we've covered a lot of pay-per-views so far. And the way we do it is via a series of categories. We do a plus-minus system. So if you think of any wrestling event as just being a standard average show, anything that's better than average, we give a plus. Anything that's worse than average, we give it a minus. We net all that out, and that presents our final war score results. 
and then we rank every episode, uh, every pay-per-view on every episode accordingly. Marcus, you want to run down the categories that we grade these uh, programs on? Yep. Here we go. Uh, we start off with build, commentary, the atmosphere, notable moments and importance, our match grades, card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And JT, an all-time match for us to be a plus is anything that we both agree is 4.25 and above. And for it to count as a minus, it is something we both agree is 0.75 and below. Okay, we also grade every match on the card, and an average match grade for us is two and a half. So if I give it a three and a half, it's a plus one. Oh, I'm sorry, if I give it a three and a half, Marcus, you give it a three and a half, that's an average of three and a half, so that's a plus one over the average, right? So we do that for every match, we total that up, and that's the score for that category. Um, all right, you'll follow along, you'll learn as we go. So why don't we go ahead and dive right in, we're going to start with Super Showdown 2018. This took place in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, at the Melbourne Cricket Ground on October 6th. Uh, it says it's a disputed 70,309, so whatever. We're not gonna, we'll leave the, the tickets and the gate argument for all the other morons on the internet. We're not gonna get into that. Um, it's a debate for other people to have, but here we are. It's also the first big event in Australia since the global warning tour in 2002. Mm. Um, I think they went there in 05 or 06 for a show, but this is really their first since like that that big event in 02 so it was a big deal at the time we decided to cover it you know we do the uk pay-per-views we do saudi arabia this was built and treated as a pay-per-view level event it wasn't yeah. um there's some network specials we're not going to touch right like smackville and stuff like that but um that are more like house shows that are just televised this is this was built like an actual event this this storyline canon in here so it was definitely worth touching upon yeah it's in um, the spirit of a pay-per-view Agreed. And uh, at the length of one as well, uh, <laughs> as, as most of the season has been ridiculously bloated. Um, all right. So our first match of the night. So the New Day uh, defend their SmackDown tag team titles over the bar. Just under 10 minutes, Marcus, on that match. I went three and a quarter. Three and a quarter for me as well. Uh, then we had Charlotte Flair taking out Becky Lynch for the SmackDown women's title. Uh, Charlotte Flair picks up the win here, um, but not the title. Um, I went uh, 3.25 for this match as well. Yeah, same. Just kind of, you know, ugh, this whole season lives right around that three and a half range, as we'll see. It's mm -hmm. like so many matches you feel should be better that just camp out. Um, all right. Up next, we had the in-ring uh, appearance of John Cena uh, on this show. He, he doesn't have a lot of matches in the season, but he is here teaming with Bobby Lashley to defeat Elias and Kevin Owens. This is a very random match. Uh, Ten minutes for that. I went two. I, disappointing. I mean, Cena, Lashley's still in the funk. He hasn't broken out of that yet at all since his return the night after Mania. And Cena, um, yeah, you just you just want more. Like, this is like such a throwaway. I wouldn't even call it a Sightsman event level match. It was like a sub Sightsman event. Yeah. Uh, what did I go for this match? You went um, two as well. Like I went two as well, yep. Yep. Uh, then we had... Uh, well, Maybe my favorite contest of the night. Uh, it was Asuka and Naomi taking on the Iconics. Iconics pick up the big win in their uh, home country. I went with a uh, 2.5. I went with a 2. It was nice that they gave them the moment uh, for sure here. And you could tell it really meant a lot to them when they won the match. Uh, that was a cool little moment for sure. Uh, up next, we have AJ Styles defending the Dodi title against Samoa Joe and defeats him by submission in a no count out, no DQ match. 24 minutes that match was, but again, mm. you know, I liked it, but 375 feels like they're ceiling right now, which is disappointing when you think of their overall catalog and history. And 
this season to me just screams like, why didn't they sign all these guys five years earlier? Like, that's what it really feels like all through the season. Yeah. Because they're giving us the dream matches that we want. That is, the guys just can't get to that level, whether it's because of the WWE production style or are they just kind of at this point of the career where the gas is, is a little bit less than the tank? Yeah, a um, little bit disappointing. Pull mine up again. Uh, I went with a three for this match. Um, yeah, you were down yeah something's just kind of I'm, I'm a little bit lower. It just a little form formulaic for me. Something's missing. Um, up next is. We had the women's. We had the women's matches, right? Yeah, we got Ron Rousey and the Bella Twins taking on the Riot Squad. Rousey and the Bella Twins win this one. I want to take 2.25. Yeah, it's just 10 minutes. I went two and a half. You know, the Bella's really like this type of stuff has really just existed to set up the next pay-per-view we're going to talk about later tonight, Evolution, the first ever women's only pay-per-view. So the Bellas are in here so they can show that they're back in action to set up, you know, Nikki being at that show. Uh, all right. Cruiserweight title match, which was a great match. Booty Murphy uh, defeats Cedric Alexander to win the Cruiserweight title. And again, a nice moment. Just like the Iconics, they let Buddy win the title in his hometown, in his home country. Uh, I like this match a lot. I went 375. I, I was a big fan of this era of 205 Live, especially Buddy Murphy when he slimmed down and got ripped and shredded and just started putting <laughs> on bangers every week. And uh, Cedric's had a nice reign. You know, we didn't see a ton of it on pay-per-view, but he was champion for a while. So this is a cool little match and i thought they definitely delivered on the stage and it was, it was a nice moment for buddy yeah three and a half for me the guys uh, definitely brought the goods in this one uh up next was a reunion of the shield that is uh ambrose reigns and rollins taking on ziggler mcintyre and Strowman. uh the shield picks up the win and i went with a 3.25 me too and again that feels disappointing it's like there's like a shield six man Made is not the same magic as they once had, but Ziggler McIntyre have been awesome. They've had great tag matches. Strowman's fine. So it's like, you know, what? Again, just a little stuff missing on most of these shows. Uh, all right, we had a rematch from SummerSlam next as Daniel Bryan defeats The Miz. And uh, this was determined the number one contender for the WWE title. He beats him in under two and a half minutes. So this was the effective end to that feud where Miz had gone over on him twice, both SummerSlam and was a Hell in a Cell where he beat him again um, yes. in the tag. Yeah. So this was a quick squash and this was really meant to elevate Brian back into a world title contender. So he's now geared up to take on AJ Styles at some point. I went two and a half, basically just a squash. Yep. Two and a half for me. Um, that takes us to our main event, the much anticipated oh, uh at least hyped um battle the end of an era again triple h takes on the undertaker with triple h picking up the win um this segment goes what almost an hour 28 uh, minutes of ma of match time <laughs> yes and then you add in the video package the entrances the post match yeah all that hell it's, it's like a 57 minute affair so uh 1.25 for me the actual match um not not terrible enough to go uh, go into all time bad range, but yeah, no, it's, I, I went one two again. five as well. Just way too freaking long. And then, you know, we get the post match attack where they try and do the respect thing, but Undertaker and Kane snap and beat the crap out of Triple H and Sean, and clearly setting up a tag match for uh, a future event we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks, uh, a month from this episode. Um, we'll be talking, actually, no, two weeks in this episode. We'll be talking at Crown Jewel where they, it's kind of just an international feud, right? We'll, we'll get more into that, but 
Um, all right, so that's the card. So that nets out to a total war score of 2.5, which is uh, on the low end of, of uh, mid-range for match grade for us. Like, you know, our best shows are 7-8, somewhere in there. Uh, a strong show, 5-6. So now you're, you're talking like probably, you know, not bottom of the barrel in ring, but but more middling than anything. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to our categories. We're going to start with build. Charlotte blow up and their war of the title. Becky wants to prove she's the top face of the division. Uh, so we saw that a summer sandwich she snapped and now she's been chasing Charlotte since. Um, Bobby Lashley torturing Elias on Raw. That's set up the tag. Uh, the Riot Squad trying to make a, a show out of Ronda Rousey and make their name on her. Uh, Cedric Alexander has been unpinned for over a year when Buddy beats him. So point for that. Uh, and another point for Buddy too. Get just getting to shredded cruiser shape. Uh, trying to you know take the make the best of a situation, build himself into a cruiserweight star, got himself into a ridiculous shape. A point for the Shield reuniting to take out Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre. That feud's been raging all fall. A point for Brian and Miz having their war going on. The title shots on the line. Brian's finally had enough bullshit. Wants his title back and just destroys the Miz. And then we give a point for Taker and and Hunter having additional heat mixed in. You got Sean and Kane. Uh, they're trying to get to Sean's retirement against Taker. So they're at least trying to make a reason to have this match. Yeah. And it makes you, makes you, you know, show. It's like just the build to this actually wasn't bad. Like if they could have delivered a little bit more in the ring and cut some of the bloating down, which is the case for this whole season. But um, like the build to this, this was pretty solid. It was actually a well-anticipated show. Yeah, you've got almost 20 years of history with these guys, um, you know, combined or whatever in WWF, WWE. So Anytime they use their history, like I, I generally like it. Um, so yeah, they try to do a little something to, to heat it up. Um, our only minuses are uh, a weird use of Cena and his big return. Um, it's been really shaky for him, um, especially like right now in real time, uh, with him kind of doing like the the SmackDown return tour. Um, you kind of realize like he's been part time, I think, a lot longer than some of us realized. Um, even going back to 2018, so. Weird use for him, and then uh, the AJ and uh, Samoa Joe family nonsense going on. It feels like they should have evolved the feud from from that uh, initial yeah. starting point. Yeah, that, that's I hated that part of this feud the whole time. Like these guys have a past; they have a history you can draw on uh, to make it work. Instead, they're doing this stupid um, angle with the family. So, but that's a plus six for Bill. So that's a pretty strong outing. Uh, commentary: Michael Cole does a pretty. And actually, we should level set it. A list of commentators here. Um, it's not on the page. Do you, do you know who they... Oh, yes, here it is. It was Cole, Graves, and Young. Uh, Renee Young, so... Uh, yeah, Cole really. does a good job in the open. He explains how long it's been for Australia to have a show like this. A uh, point for Cole calling back to Lashley and Cena's past rivalry. I like that. You know, it calls back to 07 and, and what they went through and how they're teaming here. A point for Cole and Graves doing a nice job explaining the sixth move of Doom for Cena that he breaks out. Uh, a point for Graves calling out Melbourne is where Rousey lost for the first time in MMA and UFC when she lost to Holly Holm. So that, that was a nice touch. Uh, mm-hmm. A point for Cole mentioning that Undertaker and Hunter's first match of the Kuwaiti Cup, uh, discussing their history, all their matches, is a good overview. So he doesn't just touch on like the modern stuff. He goes all the way back to, you know, 96 or 97, whatever that Kuwaiti Cup match was. A point for Renee explaining that Taker needs to win uh, to uphold his reputation as his career is closing. D- don't let the narrative change. Uh, the streak already ended. Is he not going to be able to beat Hunter here? So she really leans in on like what this match would mean for him. Yeah, that was awesome. I really really enjoyed that uh, addition by Renee. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Graves being over the top, hating on the New Day. Uh, it feels so forced. Uh, Renee is in awkward soundbite mode. It's like whoever's in that third chair, um, they're stuck in being soundbite mode. So 
Uh, we went minus two for that. Um, I feel like we've been minus two with whoever's in that, mm. that third chair. Yeah, it's been a rough mode. season, whether it's Byron or her or whoever. Yeah. Um, Renee talking about how Triple H built WWE and he can walk into the headquarters with a big win under his belt. Um, it's kind of, you know, nonsense. Again, it's back to like the corporate speak uh, mm-hmm. that we, we want to break, break from. Um, forced importance of the main event. Um, talking about how it's the final time, never again until, you know, the next month. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. uh, so that's a, then that's out to a one uh, for commentary. So there's a lot of positives. So it's kind of sad that we got to that one with, with the negatives. But all right. Atmosphere. We give a point for the amazing set. It had a real special look. Uh, mm-hmm. A point for the hot pop for New Day. A point for the Elias pop. They're really into him. Uh, a point for Cena's pop. A point for Buddy Murphy and the reaction when he wins. Uh, a point for the vintage shield entrance. And they came down to the crowd. Uh, a point for the big pop for Daniel Bryan. And then a point for the main event entrances. They feel like a big deal. You know, however you felt about the guys at that time and how they were going about it. They're still the big rock stars coming down in the major arena. And they have the all-time entrances among all four of them. So. Yeah. Uh, for our minuses, we've got the crowd not being happy with the Becky DQ. Uh, after they were super invested the whole match, um, you know, not the finish you want to see there. Uh, not as much of a hometown pop for the Iconics as uh, you'd really like. And uh, even this crowd, being an international crowd, uh, they're out on a big dog, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, the crowd is kind of dead for the weird finish to Brian and Miz. Um, I don't think they were ready for like a squash, you know, (laughs) kind of like cut off guard. Yeah. Especially roll up. So I nets to a four. So pretty good atmosphere. Notable moments. We have a point for Cena returning using the rare sixth move of Doom. Gives an update on his future as well. A point for the Iconics winning at home. A point for the Bellas returning to action. The first match in a while as a team. A point for Booty Murphy winning the Cruiserweight title in his hometown. Uh, a point for the Shield reuniting in six-man action. A point for Daniel Bryan earning a world title shot. And a point for Hunter and Undertaker's last singles match. Yes. Um, for our minuses, we've got uh, Triple H and Undertaker end of an era again. Uh, the post-match end of the show, <laughs> Wank Fest going on oh with all four guys. Um, feels like they've had a million, you know, curtain call moments. Yeah, how many um, freaking I... times? Like, <laughs> you know, end of an era at this mania, end of an era at that mania. Hunter and Sean, you know, at odds, and they're hugging, and they're fr- it's like this. We've had this moment like fifteen times already. Yeah, and then the the, the brawl, you know, to set up the next show. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, you're not coming back to Australia to run the rematch. So, like, right. why do that angle in front of the the stadium crowd? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they could have had him attack him on Raw. Yeah, I guess they tried to play like they were in the moment, though. I guess, but um, yeah, it's weird how these international shows like have canon aspects, but also seem to be in their own little universe uh, yeah. as well. Like this, this whole feud only exists, you know, on these two shows. So, I mean, there's stuff on Raw, but pay per view wise. That's it. So it's a plus five for moments. So some stuff happens. Uh, two and a half for match grades, like we talked about. For card structure, we gave a point for starting hot with the New Day tag title match. It's always a good start. A uh, point for putting the Iconics on the show with a win. You know, then they haven't really been on anything, so good for them. A point for um, a good step to really, you know, play off the last match between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. And then a point for Murphy getting the hometown title shot uh, in a long showcase match. It could have been like four or five minutes or something, but they gave him time. Yeah. They let him cook. Um, for the minuses, we got the weak DQ for Becky. Uh, it really goes against her character, this new mm-hmm. uh, character we've seen for. 
uh, Cena being in the random tag match early on the show, and then uh, really him him barely doing anything. He's definitely in um, house show mode, but they didn't even maximize yeah. him. Um, no, they didn't have him do much. Like he barely is in that match, and then he talks about his career, and then he's gone. It's like, yeah, you know. I feel like it's taken them up until now, like to figure out how to use Cena um, in this as a legend, yeah, as as the Babe Ruth, <laughs> right? Well, you know. Um, yeah. No Intercontinental or WWE title matches. Um, Brian and Miz finished uh, killing, killed the match in the reaction, uh, closing with uh, Taker and Triple H over uh, any current champions or top acts. Um, it is a super show, um, but better to set up, you know, to open or, or mid-show main. Um, well, we had it last in in uh, Greatest Royal Rumble, right? With Cena, it was a yeah. Cena Hunter started the show. You could have yeah, started like, the show with that early, match yeah. and like, you know, and then close with. You know, I guess AJ and, and Joe or something, but or the shield, you could have closed with the shield, that yeah. Would have been a big man, yeah. And you know, baby faces stand tall. Um, uh, yeah, the video package for Triple H and uh, Undertaker starts with an hour left to go on the show. Oh. Uh, Triple H and Undertaker is just filled with gratuitous, you know, stumbling, walking and brawling, you know, weapon stuff that feels like unfortunately a, a slow old man. Uh, bar at the brawl, you know, you just kind of want to see these guys, you know. Yeah, it's right, like the videos not... you see on Twitter that pop up, like two old guys fight outside a, you know, <laughs> MAGA rally or whatever. It's like, you know, they're fighting for like five minutes, stumbling around drunk. Like that's what it felt like. It was like 28 minutes of these guys just like slow. Like, do we need that? We didn't need that. We that didn't need an hour. Yeah. Between the video package to the match to the po- it's an like, you know, an hour all in. It's just ridiculous. So that's a negative three for card structure. Really hurt the show. Rewatchability, we give a point for Elias and Kevin Owens riffing together. It was good. A point for Rousey doing a double arm breaker to Liv, uh, I was Liv Tyler, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. That was really cool looking where she locked them both in it. A point for the Iconics win. Um, it, was a, it was a cool moment for them too. You could tell again the emotion behind it for them. And then a point for Booty Murphy's win in celebration was also really cool uh, in front of his home, home country. Yeah, Iconics MVPs is the show. Um, yeah, for our minuses. Uh, we got the segment hyping all the absurd amount of shows <laughs> coming up. There's so oh much God. content. Um, just it's confusing. It's too much. There's an, right. a what's when is says, what is this real? Is this not like what is, is this a yeah. show? Is it a documentary? Like yeah. there's so much stuff coming up. Like oh, this match is taking place on Raw. This match is on Evolution, but this one's gonna be on Crown Jewel. Don't forget Survivor Series. We got a match on Survivor. Series. It's like they they announced like ten things at once at one point. It was like all these yeah. different shows. Yeah, and then yeah, and you're just tipping your hand, like you know, how can everything be important? We right. got this whole lineup of shows. Um, and then the last thing there was uh Triple H and Undertaker being the last hour of the show. Right. Yeah, too much. Uh so that's a two for rewatchability. We had no all-time matches either way. So I'll say netted out war score of 17 and a half, Marcus, which surprised me honestly. Like I, I thought that was a little bit higher than I would have thought coming into this. Um, but you know, I had a lot of moments. I had a lot of build. The crowd was into like it was a good crowd. Um, I thought they, they could have made this a throwaway, but they didn't. They they kind of made it count. Um, so I, I think pleasantly surprised. It was just too long. Everything in the season is too long. It's when you're watching all in order like this. It's like man, this one's four and a half hours. This one's five hours. This one's when you go in the three and a half, you feel excited, <laughs> and that's still long, you know. But it's like like where are the days of three fifteen or under, right? Yeah. Um, so at 17 and a half, it puts it at 43rd all time, just below SummerSlam, actually, that we just covered, SummerSlam 18. And surprisingly enough, above, uh, oh no, hang on, screwed that up. It's actually below NXT TakeOver 
uh, Brooklyn four. I thought it was right above it, but it's just below. That's a seventeen seven five super showdown, a seventeen and a half. Um, so that's right above the first ever NXT takeover at seventeen and a quarter. So it's actually at forty uh, fourth all time, but still pretty good. Still pretty good. I would not have expected it to be that high. Yeah, um, this is one of the like I guess non canon shows that I always enjoyed the most. I think um, so. I, I was I guess I was surprised to see it like reflect close to what my memory had had served me so um iconics and buddy buddy murphy are definitely the yeah. the mvps you take those two moments off the show and i think this one's this one's pretty down there yeah i mean it could have been easy to cut it you know what i mean like if they slice the hunter triple h thing in half to a half hour right and maybe a dip dip out of like you know you probably don't need to, i guess you want cena there you don't really need that tag um yeah, I don't know. I'm looking. I guess I don't know. I don't know what else they're gonna take it off. Honestly, the matches were all like featuring people you'd want to see. Like you said, you need kind of needed the iconics there. You want Rousey there. You want the Shield yeah. there. I mean, maybe Brian Miz you could have done on SmackDown. Yeah, that's probably just, one you could have done without. But yeah, that that Triple H Taker match. You just yeah, <laughs> you take 15 minutes off of everything on there, and no, take a half match, hour. Take, take, yeah. Cut it down for an hour to a half hour, all in and. You know, maybe dip out, dip out of Brian Miz, build that for SmackDown, um, or even Crown Jewel if you want, whatever, whatever it is, right? Do it there, uh, and then maybe you could go without a New Day Bar as well. Like they've fought a million times, so um, this way is it going to tighten this up? But they want everything to be be like WrestleMania. Like this is the yeah, every show is WrestleMania true. era. Yeah, it's everything so bloated. Um, all right, let's go to the next show that wasn't, wasn't quite as bloated, and it was actually quite enjoyable. Uh, There's a lot of anticipation and a lot of hype around Evolution 2018 on October 28th in the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Um, 10,900 attendants. Michael Cole, Beth Phoenix, and Renee Young on the call. This was a women's only pay-per-view, and it's a big deal. It really feels like the culmination um, of what they've started in 2016 with, with the women's revolution. Um, you know, Stephanie's put a lot of time and effort. They really focus on making the women feel like a main event level act and they will main event WrestleMania just months after this. So this stretch really from here to mania is like the final piece of, uh, the women are equal to the men puzzle in the world of WWE, And they do a good job making this feel special. Uh, there was actually a house show in Boston the weekend before this, that was rumored to be this pay-per-view originally. And we got tickets uh, to go. And then they ended up making this evolution. They made that just a house show. We still went. It was a TD garden, but um, yeah, we thought we were going to get to see this, but they ended up switching it up and putting it here. So we got hosed hoodwinked at the last moment. <laughs> Bamboozled. Uh, all swirl, right. So bro. in the dock match, uh, Rhea Ripley, the NXT UK women's champion defeated Dakota Kai. So funny to think she's such a massive part of today's product, but here she was still fairly new, uh, not quite a main player yet. So that's a dark match, but our opener features a couple of legends getting back in action as Trish Stratus and Lita defeating Mickey James and Alicia Fox in 11 minutes. Again, this was just a cool showcase for Trish and Lita, get them back out there, give them their moment at pop. Uh, I thought they looked good. I like putting Mickey in there with Trish and Lita because she had so much history with both of them. So that was a cool touch. Uh, and having the three of them open the show felt like a nice homage to the women that really paved the way uh, during the, the early 2000s. That They were really the ones that tr- started the transition from Sideshow to like legitimizing a little bit, right? It's kind of Trish, Victoria, Mickey, Lita. Like Those are the ones that were in that realm uh, before the next 
level came in in the late 2000s where they start to put even more focus on it. So I thought it was a nice touch to start with them. Yeah, and if I remember it, they put this on like Facebook and YouTube, I think. Yeah, to yeah. To try to get to people yeah. to like buy the pay per views, which I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and this was definitely the right match to put in that slot. Um, so I went three point two five. Uh, really enjoyed the match. You know, a little sloppy or whatever, but um, it didn't take away from the match for me at all. Uh, the names all delivered. The star mm-hmm. power was there. It was a super cool moment. Um, and yeah, really cool to see. Uh, you know that that initial um that initial generation of divas of, of, you know, women wrestlers from the attitude era, uh, get their flowers as the, uh, as the kids say, uh, I went three on that. I didn't mention it, but it was, a, it was a very fine opener. Yeah. Um, next up was the, uh, the big time battle Royal. Um, I believe the winner got a title shot at the, was it the next pay-per-view or on raw? Uh, yeah. Something along those lines. It might be that. the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, but Nia Jax is, uh, the winner of the battle Royal. Uh, I believe last eliminating Ember Moon, and I went with a 3.25 for this as well. Uh, it was a cool way to get a lot of the other legends on the show who you know you wouldn't you usually feature in a one-on-one match. Uh, this was like a really good version of like, all right, here's here's everybody that's yeah. not on the show. Um, they they did a really good job like highlighting everybody. Yeah, and so here's who's in it. You give me your thoughts on them. So we had Peyton Royce, Billy Kay. Molly Holly, Kelly Kelly, Tori Wilson, Sonia Deville, Alundra Blaze, uh, Maria Canellis, Lana, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Michelle McCool, Naomi, Carmella, Ivory, Asuka, Tamina, Zelina Vega, and Ember Moon. And what I liked about it um, was that they gave them the, uh, like, they didn't have the usual stupid shit show like battle royal entrances, right? Like you'd get like at a mania where they're all in the ring or they all come down to the theme. They gave them all like entrances, which I thought was cool, right? Because again, they're showcasing the women, you know, of, of history and of modern day. They should all get a little bit of shine and not just be in the ring. So I liked that touch. I liked the legends they brought. I thought it was a nice mix. And you're not going to get everyone on this card, right? You can only do so much. So you still get people like Asuka, uh, Zelina, Ember, Sonia, like modern day workers, you get to showcase them here as well. So they didn't leave them in the dust or just have them do like a throwaway segment. Yeah. Um, the one that always sticks out to me in these battle royals and, and Royal Rumbles is Michelle McCool. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, she, she can still go. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, she's content doing battle royals. She always just gets a good reaction. She always looks great uh, in ring. So. Um, and again, you know, it's hard to get everybody, uh, you know, one-on-one matches or tag matches or whatever. So she's definitely, um, like, a, oh, like this legend might be able to pull it out. Like she's always towards the top of that list. So, um, what do we have next, JT? I don't know if she had this song here. I don't think she did, but it's no one of the best modern dirty songs um awesome awesome theme songs uh and that is of course Io Shirai taking on Tony Storm for the May Young Classic 2018 tournament finals and Tony Storm would win the tournament uh 10-20 I like this match as well uh, I went three and three quarters both are awesome uh especially Io is one of my favorites and uh you know this set up to make it look like Tony was going to have an awesome run with the way they presented her mm-hmm. in this tournament. Of course, it doesn't quite go that way. This was the second May Young Classic. The first one was the year before. 
And uh, that was won by Kyrie Sane when she defeated. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, Shayna or Kyrie? Who won that one? Kyrie, right? Yeah, Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. She defeated Shayna in the final, and now this year they had Tony Storm defeat Io Shirai in the final. So, what did you think of this? Oh, uh, three point uh, seven five for me as well. This match rocked. Um, if you're watching this, I think you would think that Tony Storm would be in the position in WWE that like Rhea Ripley's in now. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of like rub they're giving her and the way they're building her up and presenting her uh, and trying to get like her, you know, early nineties child, uh, LA guns and roses type mm-hmm. uh, vibe over. Um, so yeah, I love the presentation for everybody. I love the character change that Eo goes on to have uh, a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, this match absolutely rocked. Definitely worth going back and watching. Uh, next up, uh, about the halfway point through the show, we've got Sasha Banks, Natalia, and Bailey taking on the Riot Squad in six-woman tag action. Uh, I went with three for this. Uh, pretty good. And this was, again, a nice way to give some shine to Natalia, um, who's obviously still a current wrestler, but she really, like – helped bring up the rest of the division uh when it came to like you know the in-ring intensity um and and you know that that work rate um early on uh in the decade so uh yeah cool cool way to feature natalia yeah agree this was fine um you know let her get in there with sasha and bailey who are really kind of carrying this but natalia deserved a prime spot on the show she's meant so much to the women's division behind the scenes uh been been there forever you know what she 07 away whatever it is yeah. um really deserved deserved the spot so i think she deserves more than the battle royal uh three and a quarter for that match and again sasha and bailey definitely deserved a spotlight as well so um all right we uh, had a rematch from last year's may on classic final and it's for the nxt women's title we covered this a lot in a previous season Kyrie Sane and shana baszler had a, a great feud all throughout that season over the women's title and in this one uh shana defeats Kyrie. Uh, i went three and three quarters on this as well uh, another great match, and, th- and this series uh, is just awesome. We again, we covered it in depth. If you go back to early episodes, we did the NXT 2018-2019 season, um, and really, really dug in on that. So, uh, Shanda re- regains her title here from Kyrie by submission in 12 minutes. This might be the uh, rich man's version of Double J versus Razor Ramon. <laughs> like, I feel like these two are just like an instant 3.25 uh, whenever they have a match. Uh, so, I went up to four. Uh, really enjoyed this match a lot. Yeah, it was great. Uh, next up, we really have great. From, <laughs> yes. from the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, it is Becky Lynch retaining her title in a last woman standing match, taking on uh, Charlotte Flair. And I went with a 4.75. This match absolutely rocked. Uh, this match felt big time, um, like main event caliber type performance from both same athletes. length as triple h and the undertaker and as different <laughs> as you could get right i mean 28 minutes um and they just tore it down i love that this show has a classic like you finally give the women their love you give them their own pay-per-view you load it up with legends and current stars and on top like it would have been a fun nostalgia show right it's like one night stand 05 right there's really no great match but it's like a great night with atmosphere like that's what this could have been but no, instead we get like one of the best matches of the year. We don't have many at this grade level if you look at the whole year. So, um, and I went four and a half. So this view has been great. Becky's heel turn has been uh, a heel turn, but her attitude turn has been fantastic. Uh, a breath of fresh air for the women's division for sure. At least to have great chemistry. We haven't seen the last of them. Um, yeah, four and a half for me. Uh, the main events, 
then features uh, Ronda Rousey taking on Nikki Bella for the Raw Women's title. And with three and a quarter, I mean, I know it was a very good main event. Like, Ronda's really in her hot stretch right now where she's carrying anyone and everyone to really good outings and has a great atmosphere. Nikki was always better than she got credit for, um, especially toward the end. So I, I, this is, like, right on par what you expect from her. And after that last match, you didn't really need like a banger to carry the show. Like Charlotte and Becky did the heavy lifting for them. So they just had to come out and not fuck it up. Right. <laughs> just had to come out, have a very good match. Um, let Ronda stand tall at the end. She's the face of the division right now. They gave him 15. Uh, you gave the Bellas their love in this one. So I thought it was a, a fine way to end the show. And I actually like that they ended with this instead of Becky Charlotte. Um, because that's the undercard banger, but Ronda's really your top face right now. So let her stand tall at the end. Yeah, I would like to think this pay-per-view would be happening without Ronda, but I don't think that's the reality. Like, this is very much the Ronda Rousey pay-per-view. Um, so 3.25 for me. They very much needed a star um, to, to carry the show, I think, in their opinion. Um, I think they could have pulled off. <laughs> you know, you could have ended the show with that banger. Um, I don't th- I don't feel like you're missing anything. But, uh, again, this is a great way to close out the show, 3.25 for me. Uh, and that takes us to our uh, categories. All right, uh, so let's start with Bills. Gave a point for May Young final uh, being put on this card adds a lot to the card and the tournament, right? Instead of having it uh, just on NXT or whatever, I like that they they have it here. Uh, a point for also Kyrie Sane and Baszler's having the uh, NXT uh, title war showcased on this show. Why not bring them up and let them fight? Uh, the ongoing Charlotte Becky feud escalating as Becky's heel character grows. Great segments with Becky attacking Charlotte, the performance center, Charlotte spearing Becky through the SmackDown LED boards. They've had a really good feud, a lot of anticipation coming into this match. So that was a plus two for that. And then a point for Rousey and Bella's feud escalating with personal attacks. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, the carding be reshuffled due to um, uh, Mickey Lita being canceled um, and, and Lita shifted to the tag team of Trish and then Alexa Bliss's injury. Uh, so just a lot of reshuffling there. Um, you know, a little bit disappointing, but can't control that. And then, um, you know, the, the battle royal, even though it ended up being fine, it's still kind of just like a, hey, get everybody on the card kind of battle royal. Uh, all right. So it's a plus three for build commentary uh they did a good job building this team like cole when he's we've seen it right when he's kind of let loose like he's really good in these things he was really started to get his love during the may young classic during the uk um tournament like that's where they started to oh like all right cole's actually pretty good when he's given a chance to shine and and you know he's a proponent of the women wrestling as you know as well so it was good to have him and then you bring in renee and beth renee was much better here than she normally is um still a little tough in spots but better and Beth is, I like Beth. She's good uh, in these roles. Uh, a good job. Uh, so a point for that. A point for Cole pointing out that Trish debuted in this very same venue back in 2000. Like, that was a really deep pull. I like that. Because she, she only debuts as, like, a manager. It's like she debuted. It's a big, memorable angle. Um, so good good on that. A point for Beth marking out over Lundra Blaze. Uh, so that was kind of cool. You know, more of her, someone she would have been a fan of growing up. And then a point for the great job of the backgrounds and strategies of EO and... Um, uh, I mean, uh, Tony Storm, yeah, and Io Shirai. So, like, they kind of get into the strategy of the match, how the tournament's gone, give their background, because this has all been on on the network, hasn't really been featured on a major event. Yeah. Uh, for the minuses, we've got uh, Cole calling Becky's fans uh, a cult following. A following. Uh, Renee slips into the Susan St. James mode a lot. Oh, no. 
Uh, commentary mostly uh beth uh just a little quick all night to deliver the lines after moments like can't even let anything breathe they gotta like, right yeah get out like the line as soon as ronda taps it. oh she tapped her out yeah it's like you know give it a second then react yeah yeah uh but yeah it definitely takes you takes you um out of the moment and then all night um it is a history making night but like they like everything was like oh we're making history like uh, uh bailey and sasha come to the ring oh they're making history tonight like oh but, all right like yeah everything's right. history yeah we know yeah. the whole the whole show is historical yeah. <laughs> you don't need so to add whole, to it the whole show is a celebration right. of them uh bursting through the roadblocks that the company themselves had put up so yeah. all right so that's out to zero commentary which honestly is strong for this season <laughs> so that's yeah. good. uh <laughs> atmosphere we give a point for the great opening video package going through the history of women's wrestling what it means to all of them that was cool a point for the big pop for trish a point for alexa alicia mickey uh doing an alice in wonderland cosplay i thought it looked awesome uh really cool a point for the cool simple old school look and presentation of the building there's no bullshit or gaga just feels like an old school event featuring women a point for Nina Strauss and Lizzie uh, Hale's opening performance was good. A point for the crowd being molten when Trish and Mickey reunite their longtime feud. A point for having the May Young competitors in the crowd watching, like kind of, okay, this could be you in the future. And then a point for the crowd being super hot for Becky. Yeah, atmosphere is dope all night. Um, only a couple minuses here uh, with the slim down look of the show. Even though it's old school and kind of cool, a little bit of a throwback, it does feel like they cheaped out just a little bit with like how dark it is and um in, in certain spots of the arena um again td garden probably would have been <laughs> a better visual but um the crowd also turning on charlotte uh hurts the match like down the line um as they like you know start to get to closing stretch uh, the crowd definitely starts to flip towards becky and that's where you get a lot of the all the cult following and yeah. um but that's it for the minuses on the show um the uh the crowd really brought it no they were great and everything the vibe of the show was great so that's a plus six for atmosphere Notable moments, we have a lot. So it's the first ever all-women's pay-per-view. Three points right there, historical. Three's our max um, that we give on the show. If you're, if you're new to watching, we go plus three, minus three on either side is the most we can give on anything. So think of one is like a standard. Two is like enhanced. Three is like all-time. Uh, so all-time, uh, first ever women's pay-per-view. We also give a plus three for all the returning legends and stars getting a slot to be honored, a chance, uh, getting to showcase. So big night for all of them. Uh, we give a point for Naya winning the women's title shot. A point for Jessica Carr refereeing the May Young Classic Finals. I believe it's the first female ref on a duty pay-per-view. Uh, a point for uh, Tony Storm winning the May Young Classic. A point for Baszler winning the NXT Women's Title. A point for the Horsewomen starting to form as that's starting to come together. Uh, a point for Rousey main event to her first pay-per-view. And a point for the real kind of final send-off of the Bella Twins in Dodie Lore. Yeah, that four horsewoman um, soft launch really felt like the start of something big um, yeah. with them. But uh, our minus for this one is uh, the curtain call bow. And I know some people liked it. Uh, I'm in the other camp. I absolutely hated it. Um, you know, I, if, if this is, you know, we're, we're treating the women equal as they should. I could never imagine, you know, after backlash or something the entire card comes out and takes a right. bow so unless you're uh, I, I, Triple H Undertaker, Shawn Michaels and Kane <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just it, that that wasn't that wasn't for us uh, all right so that's it? a plus that's a plus 12 on moments so it was a very important notable show with a lot going on so kudos um match grades uh we didn't mention the total score but it was a net uh 
war score of eight. So it was a, that's a, one of our strongest in-ring shows uh, to get a score of an eight. That, that's really high for us. So yeah. good on that. Card structure, we gave a point to open with the Badass Female Perform Concert, a point for the heart starting Red Hot with Trisha Lita, a point for videos focused on the importance of the women's revolution as opposed to the usual hype pieces and ads that we get on these shows, a point for doing a good job getting everyone on the show, a point for getting to show all the Battle Royal entrances, allowing the stories to be told and what this means to all of them. I mentioned that earlier. I like that. A point for giving the Battle Royal time. It's not just the usual quick pump and dump, just throwing everyone out. Like It actually felt like a real match. Um, a point to showcase the hot NXT women's title feud, and a point for Sharp Becky. Um, you know, big step helps us stand out on the card is different. It's the only match with a stipulation. So I liked that piece of it. Uh, starting to get light on the minuses. We might be looking good mm. for the uh, total score. Uh, our only minus here is a uh, tough use of Sasha and Bailey on an important um, card. Um, hey, I know they kind of felt like the odd women out, but you know, somebody was going to be right and and their team their friends like you can't do too much but yeah throwing it away with the riot squad just felt like just kind of stuck in that cooler match in the middle of the show i would have done a respect match with them like just do sasha versus bailey like wasn't that the rumor yeah maybe but maybe have them just be like a friendly not not like a friendly rivalry type match like eddie and Riot, like whatever you know where they're just like hey Let's just do, let's go do it. It's the first everyone's pay-per-view. Let's show who's better. Maybe have them, you know, go 15 minutes and stick the, the Riot Squad and um, who teams with them. Uh, Natalia. I mean, I know we talked about Natalia get a moment, but whatever. Have her win the Battle Royal. Uh, stick them on the Battle Royal. And then just do Sasha, Sasha Bailey instead. Um, could have been a way around it. But as is, it's fine. It's just, it felt like mm-hmm. this, this should have been a bigger piece of this. Uh, so plus seven, though, for card structure. It was a really well-built card. Not not a given in this in this season. Uh, rewatchability, we give a point for the Big Bay Young Classic Ceremony. You got Triple H, you got Stephanie, you got Saramato out there to honor Storm. Uh, a point on Natalia doing the double sharpshooter on Logan and Riot. Uh, you know, we saw the Riot squad in the double armbar <laughs> in the Super Showdown. Now they get the <laughs> double sharpshooter. They like getting stacked. Uh, a point for Charlotte and Becky's uh, chair pile spots were good. And then a point for Becky powerbomb Charlotte through the table on the floor. It was a nasty spot. It was dope. Uh, we're, in, we're in full Haas Charlotte territory, my mm-hmm. favorite version of Charlotte. Uh, for the minuses, uh, we've got a lot of botching or timing to up the Nia and Tamina uh, oh, Hogan God. Warrior stare down. <laughs> she has to go repeat it. Uh, Zelina looks pretty dumb thinking she can just dump uh, Naomi or uh, dump uh, Naya and Ember and celebrating when she obviously didn't. Um, Naya absolutely murdering Tamina uh, by throwing Zelina at her <laughs> a little recklessly um, oh, and, and smashes uh, Zelina's nose. It's, um, There's a reason she has a reputation tough. for that, like just being sloppy and hurting people. I mean, she just whips her to the ground. Uh, Did you so... see the, the heels up bonsai drop she gave? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> It hasn't learned. Um, all right, plus one of rewatchability. We had one all-time match in Charlotte and Becky Lynch, a plus one there. And Marcus, that brings us to a total war score of 38. Holy smokes. So that is our top five show for us. It is now fifth all-time on our list, just above WrestleMania 18 and a quarter point below SummerSlam 92 and 99. Um, look, I knew this was going to finish high because we, we focus on – things that it's special in it's a lot of moments a great atmosphere a well-built card um a well-structured card a great in ring it, mm-hmm. it's i know it was beloved at the time like, i don't think it's a big surprise to many people but i would have thought maybe top 10 
Um, but as I kept going, I'm like, shit, like they nailed this. It's, you always hear about one night stand. I comped it to it before. To me, it's not far off of that. Like yeah. it's a specialized pay-per-view to make it feel like important. They all busted their ass. They put a lot of effort into it. Um, I liked it was scaled down. So I may look at that as like a negative, like, oh, they didn't give them the respect of like the big time show, but I liked it not being overproduced and overlooked. It felt like a gritty, grimy, old school show just fin- featuring, you know, a bunch of women that can wrestle. So I, I, I think it deserves its slot. I don't think it's like, it caught me off guard, but I wouldn't say it's like a big upset or anything. Yeah, it's, um, and it's not an overproduced show, which I think, you know, we're definitely in that territory here. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's gritty. Uh, they just kind of trust the pros to go out there and do their thing, and it, it you know, it pays off. They go and they do something different, and uh, it's rewarded and reflected in our score, I think. It's, a, it's, it's definitely worthy of being a top 10 show, and now it slots into the top five. A diamond in the rough, you might say. For sure. All right, let's run through our top 10 all time here. Um, our 10th best show of all time is the 2016 Royal Rumble at 32 points. Uh, followed up, we have uh, WrestleMania 21 with a 33.5. SummerSlam 2015, 35.25. Royal Rumble 2005 with a 36.5. WrestleMania 18 is our sixth best show at 36.75. Evolution 2018 coming in at number five with a 38. All right, tied for fourth and third are SummerSlam 99 and SummerSlam 92 at 38.25. We have 92 touch higher because I have the better match of the two shows. Uh, then we have SummerSlam 2001 with a 39. And then with a commanding first place lead with 44 total points, the 2002 Royal Rumble atop mm. our list. To show you the spread, our worst show of all time is the Greatest Royal Rumble. And Marcus, I'll tell you, we've actually just hit our 100th show uh, by doing Evolution. So our 100th ranked show is Greatest Royal Rumble 2018 with a negative 17.25. So there's your spread. It's about 60 points between the best and the worst. Uh, And we're through 100, so congrats, buddy. Um, Congrats. 100 pay-per-views down. We'll see how many more to go. We'll get there. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks. We're going to continue our journey. We're going to talk... Uh, Crown Jewel and Survivor Series 2018 as we're getting over the hump of this uh, monstrous season with uh, the content era with tons and tons of long shows and a lot of bloating. Uh, We're working our way through. So sure check out everything we have to offer at North-South Connection, both video and audio. Subscribe. Follow us on social media as well. We appreciate all the feedback and the love. Everyone, take care and we'll talk to you soon. And remember to live your life.